All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome in hip-hop recording artist Erica Queen. What is up, Erica? What's happening? What up? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Thanks for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it a whole lot. It's so much going on right now. Yeah, you do got a lot of stuff going on. I guess I, guess I want to... I do. I guess I want to start off. Let's just get right into it and talk about your new single, Mr. Guinea, man. Talk about that. Okay, well, basically the song is about, um, kind of the, the man of every woman's dream in a sense. It's the man that does everything right. It's the guy that does everything you want him to do. Gives you everything, treats you the way you want to be treated, talks to you the way you want to be talked to. Um, but his, his, his biggest, his biggest, um, Advantage is that he gives you everything he wants. He has the name Mr. Gimme. I like that. So have you found Mr. Gimme yet? <laughs> um, I think so. Maybe. There you go. That's good. Good. That's good. You know what's cool about that song? What's really cool about it is, is a lot of a lot of people can relate to it. Oh, absolutely. Because the ladies, the, the ladies, we all want a Mr. Gimme. You know, and then the fellas, it's, it's cool to be Mr. Gimme. It's cool to give a lady what she wants and treat her good. So. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is also. It's also a really marketable song title. It's catchy, Mr. Gimme. It's just really catchy. Yeah, I, I think I think the title makes you want to give the song the chance. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, at least makes you want to listen to it and see what it's about. Yep, I like it, man. All right, so um, what what are some things? Like you talked about, you know, the backstory of Mr. Gimme. What are some other things that 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 inspire you to write songs? Like, what do you have to see? What has, what has, to, what do you have to feel that makes you really inspired to actually write songs? Um, majority of the time, I'll say ninety-five percent of the time, I'm writing to a beat. Um, I like to just put the beat on. Um, and, and for me, the studio, the car is a studio. It's where I'm most productive. So. I put the phone in the car and I just drive, 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 and I just start saying words. Whatever the beat tells me to do. You know, that's or it tells me, well, this needs to be like, you know, fun and upbeat and pop, like pop and hip hop head of baby. Okay, that's what I'll do. That's really what Mr. Kenny is. It's a fantasy hip hop and pop. You know what's really interesting? You're, you're the second hip hop artist that told me that. that a lot of times they don't even have lyrics in mind until they hear the beat first and they kind of and that's what kind of spirals Absolutely. off yeah Absolutely. the beat is the, the beat is the parents and you do what the parents tell you that's and really interesting so like if you if you want to write something really deep like a song that really you know really deep kind of song what kind of beat would you need to hear for that I mean is there a certain is there a certain um, Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the delivery, will, then, the, then the delivery comes once you get the beat. Because you can write it without a beat and then shape it to the beat. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know. Yep. But yeah, yeah, I'll, you, can, you can definitely, because lyrics, things will come to me and, you know, like, like I said, the car is the studio, the phone is the notebook. So it, I'll be sitting in DMV or in a restaurant or in church even and some kind of metaphor or something will come in my mind and I take the phone out and write it down right there. So, that's cool. so, 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 so you'll see... It, 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 
So you'll see something, whatever, whatever crosses your path in life, you'll see something, and then you'll take that snapshot in your in your mind, and then bring it to somebody, and then say, hey, I want to beat for for this scenario, and that, and then, is that, yeah, is that how it happens? Just like this. I, got, I have this one song that I um that I've been working on called Red Riding Hood, and I knew that I wanted it to have a rock and roll feel. So the producer that I talked to, actually the same producer that did Mr. Gimme, that I talked to, I was like, could you do me something heavy on the guitar? Mm-hmm. Like heavy on the elect- electric guitar. Something that sounds, not something that sounds like hip-hop, something that sounds like rock and roll, and I'm going to put hip-hop on it. I love that. You that's know, because that's... You know, it's, it's, I like that because it shows. I like that because it's a, it crosses over. It's more diverse too. It's not just hip hop when you start mixing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Absolutely, and I and I want to do that. I, I enjoy writing hip hop music. Most of all, I enjoy entertaining and people being able to say, "I feel that." That's mm-hmm. what she wrote. I feel like she's talking to me, or she's mm-hmm. talking directly about me. That's why Run DMC was so the, the visionaries. I mean, when they collabed with Aerosmith back in like the eighties, they did that. Oh my gosh! Um, yes, absolutely. That was, absolutely, I thought that was brilliant. I was a little girl yeah. when that came out, and I still thought it was brilliant. I still think it's brilliant. Yeah, that's like a that's like a groundbreaking pioneer move to do that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. So, so how they old were you? Put hip hop on a rock and roll beat. They did not try to make that beat sound hip hop or yeah. anything. And it also, honestly, you know, it also got, it also got a lot of white people to start really respecting hip hop and, and and buying the hip hop records. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. So so smart. Um. So how how old were you when you when you started you know, getting music and rapping? Um. I was in high school when I first started rapping. When I first started writing, I was in middle school. Really? Yeah. Because, but I was afraid that people would make fun of me because there were female rappers out, but not enough to feel confident like I'm sure. a girl and I can do look what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I wrote all the time and did it, you know, at home, in the bathroom, you know. Yeah, yeah. At the kitchen table, but never like... Hey, look at me, I'm it. Okay, so I want to hear about the defining moment that transitions you from just a girl that writes stuff to actually performing in front of people. I was, uh, it was lunchtime. I cannot tell you the specific day, but it was warm outside because we were outside during lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I always wrote, so I had plenty to say. And they were doing a cipher outside. They always did. Yeah. Oh, oh, you can sing. You're a singer. Or yeah. you're a poet. 
don't think I'm gonna get on stage and do what I do. You went from like a Huxtable to Missy Elliott, like in like two seconds. I really did. I really, <laughs> I really did. I oh, really did. That's awesome. And, man. You know, and, it was, and I have not, you know, since, ever since then, I, you know, it's, I've been doing it in front of people, and then I had a point in my life where life was happening, yeah. and I took a step back from it, and then it wouldn't leave me alone. So I had another point in life, and I'm like, okay, just. You need to decide. You're either gonna do it all the way or you're gonna leave it alone. It's not something you can have to. Right. So you know, you're either in it or you're not. So I was like, I'm going I'm just gonna go in. I'm going in. That's and great. um that's when I did I came back home to Virginia and did the Virginia riot. Um What's your, yeah, that, 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 uh, that's a perfect segue because I read about the Virginia riot and that song really yeah. opened up some doors for you and got you opportunities to, to, to perform, open up for some really major artists. So talk about that. Yeah, it, it did. Um, actually, when I when I came back to Virginia to do um, the Virginia Riot, I had already made up in my mind, I don't really want to be part of a crew. I kind of want to see how far. I know eventually I probably will end up like that, but I want to see how far I can go with myself. So... Um, I did the Virginia Riot, I had no crew, no nothing, I had like my sister and a couple girlfriends, you know, do a video with me, mm -hmm. and um, it sparked the interest, back then my name was Southeast Queen, which um, I've grown to hate, but mm -hmm. anyway, um, <laughs> I did that, and then um, Don Sarkoan was on the song, he, he opened up the song, he was the first one to go, and he called me. Um, the night after we performed in the club, and he's like, um, you're dope. Like, I don't like girl rappers, but you're dope. Nice. And, um, I was like, okay. And he's like, I mean, literally, I thought I had the best person on the phone over his name. He questioned that. And I was like, okay, that's good news. You know, because I mean, Don Perkins, he had that, that big song just a moment with Nas, and, you know, oh, he was fine yeah. with Nas for a little bit, and I was getting, you know, I was like, okay, this is, this is good. This, yeah. is, this is a good song. That's true. That's so, very smart advice. You gotta change that. Right. So I'm like, okay, okay, you know, I'm, I'm down for that. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, the, the name wasn't set in stone. It's just that I, not, I couldn't come up with anything else. So he called, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll think about something. You think about something, and we'll talk to that. So he called me a couple days later, and he's like, I talked to DJ Boz, and we got it. We got it. And I think you're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, well, what is it? And what is your first name? I like it. My first name is Erica, so it's spelled with an A. So it's, it's different already. I like that. You know, and he, yeah, he, he's like, why did you use that? Like, your mother gave you a, a different name. I mean, it's common. Erica's common, but not very many people can use that. You know what? It also, it, it also, when you first look at it, it looks like Africa a little bit. Yeah, I like that. And That's when people great. call me Africa, I say the same thing. Okay, just look at it. Look at it again. Yeah. Look at it again. Take the F out. But, it, but it's pretty no. cool, though. Yeah, you know that F that you put in there? That's not there. It's not really there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. 
guessing that that you being a woman in the, in the industry you're probably so guarded about like like when somebody calls you up who's like recognized in this in the in the, in the industry um mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit guarded because you know so many people in the music and entertainment business have motives have ulterior motives so it's like oh I, I, I bet it was a blessing when you when this guy called you and he was like legit he wasn't like trying for other things you know what i mean I know a few young ladies that are actresses, and they're one of them's you know um, one of them's got real potential to make it to the next level in the business. But I was talking to her the other day. I was talking to her on the phone the other day. We were talking about all the slime balls in Hollywood. That it's like she said it's like walking. She said it's like walking through a minefield, man. She's like every time she gets approached or a card, right away her defenses have to come up, and she's just worried, man, that so many slime balls out there but you know there is there is the, you know yeah. the, the, there is there is some good ones out there so it's really good that this guy that, that reached out to you is legit yeah it is it is i am so so blessed to have them yeah, super man. blessed because like i said you, you come in contact with these people and you're just i'm just blessed not to have gotten hurt because every time that i was you know i wasn't too friendly you know i shouldn't be if someone tells me to show up for a video shoot i shouldn't be going into a house, you know, all the things that you see in the so that was a bad move on my part, but, yeah. you know, you just, it's like, okay, I was blessed not to get hurt, That's but now right. I know, That's you know, right. I want to do something with you, okay, this is who you got to talk to, so yeah. that, you know, everybody stay safe. Yeah, you have to be very, very diligent, yeah. and you got to keep your head on straight, and, and really, really, just be careful, man, it's, 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 this is the way it is, the world is these days. Um yeah. All right, so I read when I was reading up on you, you had mentioned that that when people see you perform, um, it's not just a girl walking back and forth. It's really a, a, a much bigger thing going on. So talk about that. It is. Um, I 
band when i was growing up in new york many years ago um it's a band called twisted sister and they were known when i was in like when i was in like ninth or tenth grade they were known to put on like the best freaking rock shows ever anywhere and they had a huge they had a huge ground game because of that because of their shows they would sell they were selling out all these local places in long island new york and the New York City area and just outside of New York City, they were packing houses out just because of the stage performances they put on, and that's what really propelled them to the next level. That's what got them to the next level. They weren't, they weren't, they didn't go down. They weren't known for like being great lyricists. They weren't known for being great musicians. I mean, they didn't suck. You know what I mean? They they were good, but they weren't great at, at any of that stuff. But their performances are what really make them. They got them a big record deal, and then they never looked back, and they sold millions of records. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want. And I know that we're going to get somewhere because we do not, like, we are not playing games. We, we put time, energy, we get dancers, we get choreography done. Nice. We talk to people that own the club about lights. Yeah. Can we take the lights outside? Can I, can I start in my car and, and drive up and get, you know, like, just, just whatever we can do to be extra, extra, extra. Like, everybody thought this was ridiculous when he pulled up to the award show in a yacht. Yep. Yep. You know, so that's 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 what we're trying to that's what we're trying to create. I want to be known as yeah, I'm a rapper now. I'm a lyricist and and all that, but I want people to be like she knows how to entertain. That's what's up. Man. Like her show is not going to be boring. That's what's up. I mean, I, I more power to you. I really, 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 really hope that uh, it, it takes you to places you know where where you can be financially free forever and. Um, enjoy, oh, yeah, enjoy yeah. doing yeah, your music. Man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> if anybody tells you, to, if anybody tells you anything differently, they're lying. If they don't want to make that big money, right. I mean that's what's <laughs> up. <laughs> you know. Definitely. All right. So talk about this other song, "One More Drink." What's the backstory behind "One More Drink"? Trying to get with him and get beats and stuff from him, so we finally get in there 
can't be soliciting and listening. And I really prefer if my teammates take to me and tell me, like, I think this would be so dope, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because, and I only say that because I'm so finicky about the beat mm-hmm. that I'll be sitting there forever trying to figure out, you know, the, the right beats. But this particular time, we're listening, listening, listening. I don't hear anything for a while. And so finally, I'm like, okay, give me something no one else wants. Like, let me, let me share something that you've had for so long and nobody will touch it. So, he starts playing the beat and he plays the um, instrumental to One More Drink. And I'm like, I love it. He's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. Give me that. Oh. So he gave me that. He, he keeps playing the beat and he plays the instrumental for Mr. Gimme. I'm like, oh my God. I love that. And he was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love you it. know, and, and along along with a couple other ones, but um, that'll be released later. But I, that's how it happened. I, I literally asked for stuff that no one else wanted. I love that, man. And I think I think the both of them are like the biggest two songs that I that I've ever written. One of the cool so, things about interviewing artists like yourself, and and, and I've interviewed many. Um, I love to hear stories about not only the song, but the backstory. Like, how did the song happen? Like, what what what, what created this? You know, so there's two stories. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's two stories. You got the song, what the song's about from A to Z, and then what was it that happened before A? You know, how did this song, the, the, how, how was this song born? So those stories are always cool, yeah. too. Yep, I love that. Yeah, and I, I will tell you something so funny about One More Drink. The hook to One More, at the end of the One More Drink hook, it says One More Drink and I'm falling over. And so we're in there working on the hook to One More Drink. Mm-hmm. And... The guy whose house we were at, his mom comes in the room, and she said something, and I was like, Mama, you want a drink? And she was like, Girl, one more, and I'm falling over. <laughs> and I was like, oh. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I love so, it. We gotta make sure that Mama gives her writing credit um, when the song takes her. Yeah, you gotta put the credit. She gotta get the credit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, we gotta make sure she get her she gets her writing credit because she 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 came up with the last line. But I was saying it's just so. After listening about music, you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's so like, true. Like you have no clue. I'm gonna be able to believe. Oh, big mom is gonna write the last line of the hook. I was just like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, there, there's actually, you know, a thing in filmmaking where a lot of times when people like when they film movies or documentaries or whatever, a lot of times they don't know what the title. A lot of times they don't know what the title is, and they just trip upon the title. Somebody will say something during yeah. the film or. And it just happens, like like they just kind of st- just stumble over it. Oh, that there you go. That's a great title. Yeah. Yep, that's awesome, man. Yeah, whatever happens naturally to me is yeah. the best thing to go with. Yep, absolutely. So, so what about musical inspirations? Who are some people that inspired you coming up? Well, you know what? I, I did an interview like a week ago, and the person asked me, and I gave them the people who I kind of grew up to, you know, like Nas and right. Eminem and. and you know, sure. she brought a little Really? And the very first song I listened to was off with the X that 
Okay. And I love, I, I love that song. And then, and so I, I think, I think in that period of time, I was finding out that I that I liked hip hop music. Right. I was like falling for it in that moment. And then he had the Chronic album, and I put, I put the CD in. And I would never forget the first thing I heard was I want to say it was Snoop's voice. Um. There's so much cursing and I can't even say the first line. But, <laughs> no, no, I understand. <laughs> huh? No, I understand. Yeah. I, I, I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, what's the chronic album? So, you see where this is going. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Those sure. are the first two hip hop albums I ever laid my fingers on. I ever pushed play to. So, I have to, I have to change my answer with that and say that it's cool G rap. That's cool. I love that. That's like when NWA. Like it. it was like when NWA. When, yeah. when NWA came out, man, they were like, they, when the first time I heard them guys, holy shit, I was like, whoa, these dudes ain't playing, man. Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, but and they also really went. Me. Yeah, NWA went, but they went, but NWA went big. They went after the government, police. I mean, they they didn't play, they man. Did. They went big, quick. They were, they really did. And, yep. I, and then, I think the first R&B CD I picked up was Mary J. with the Formula One. Mary J. Blige. And I just, well, I mean, obsessed, obsessed. And I want to say I was maybe like nine years old. Wow. Maybe 10, yeah. Yeah, man. Mary yeah. J's, so. Mary J's legend. That, that's legend material there. Legend. It is, and then I said that like all kinds of music. He likes hip hop, basketball, soul, pop, everything. Yeah, so you, I loved Elsa as a young, as a little girl. Yeah, see, me and you got that in common because I, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm a white dude. But I, I love hip hop, blues, rock, jazz. I like reggae too. Look, like when I was in, when I was in the navy, I went through this reggae phase, man. When I still love reggae music, but when I was in the navy back in the mid '80s and late '80s, freaking, mm-hmm. I mean reggae. I still love it. I saw Ziggy Marley. I met Ziggy Marley, um, but I oh love. I mean, yeah, Ziggy Marley was so cool. I met Lenny Kravitz in New Orleans. Another really cool dude. Oh, I think I would have just stunned it. Lenny Kravitz was. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz is like literally, I think, genius IQ. That dude's like scary smart, like, like re- oh re- ridiculously intelligent. I mean, I was talking to him; he was using words I don't even know what the hell he was, what, he, what they even meant. Some of them, I was like, "What?" <laughs> like he is smart, man. That dude's like scary smart. He kind of reminds me of Prince a little bit as far as his like demeanor, not his music or anything, yeah. but you know, Prince is another one. Another, he, I think he probably had a genius IQ also, extremely brilliant. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool, man. So yeah, I'm the same way you. Are. I like I like music across all genres. I mean, I really do. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, man, I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, but, but before I let you go, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to tell the listeners out there where they can get your music and find you on social media and that whole nine. Oh, absolutely! You guys can find me. I'm Ashley Erica Queen on all social. Um, network. So it's Erica with the A A R I C A Q U E E N, and that's everywhere. Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, YouTube, SoundCloud, Vivo, wherever you look, look for Erica Quay with that spelling. That's Erica
every every little piece of support counts to me, and I love everybody that supports me. That's what's up. I appreciate you doing this. Everybody out there listening, support Erica Queen. Go get her music and go see her shows. And we'll have you back on soon, okay? I want to get you back on for a follow-up when we got some new stuff. 